Okay, well, lack of anything better to do, we're, we'll get started. Um, <laughs> tonight we're going to be jumping around a little bit in Deuteronomy, but mostly focusing on chapters 27 and 28, uh, focusing on the obedience to God and the blessings that follow, as well as the curses that come with our disobeying our Creator. Um, just a little quick disclaimer before we jump into this. I thought this was pretty important to, to lay out beforehand. Uh, this, is, this is not a, a promotion of the prosperity gospel or a, I got your attention, Andrew, or, or a, a works-based salvation. That, um, you know, the, the promises of the blessings and curses that we're going to go through this, this isn't a, a plug-and-play, you do this, this, and this, and God will provide your Lamborghini or perfect health for your family or, or your beach house in the Bahamas. But uh, these, are, these are promises of, from God that uh, if we love and serve Him and what He will do in our lives. So uh, this topic has been on my mind for a while. Uh, so a little backstory. About three years ago, my family and I had the opportunity to go to um, a, I guess you would call it a, a Jewish museum, and which had they had all kinds of, of artifacts from biblical times, and and their focus is to point point people towards Yeshua as as the Savior, and it was in all places uh, housed in a in an old schoolhouse in the middle of Kansas. And um, so the, the name was uh, Neo Ephrata, if I'm saying that right. And if you guys have any questions later, I'd love to chat about it because it was a great experience. Um, but anyway, when we were there, uh, getting the tour and the gentleman that was, was showing us around, he, he brought us into a room and it, it was a, uh, a synagogue set up and we all sat around in a circle and and kind of a um, main centerpiece of the room was this archway this wooden archway and which they they said came from King David's house and so it, it was really interesting it um, I don't have a whole lot of details for you but part of this archway and, and the guy that was showing us around uh, he was really excited about this, that when they were um, shipping this thing in, that they discovered a hidden compartment in the side of one of the pillars uh, of this. I mean, it's probably nine, ten foot tall and about a double door width wide. And, and so he, he goes over behind one of these pillars, pops out this um, just piece of wood, this plank that's, that's kind of hidden on the side of this thing, pulls out a scroll. And maybe, I mean, the, the size of a, a roll of film, and I know that dates me a little bit, but, <laughs> um, but then he proceeds to unroll it, and this thing is old, I can't remember what he said, but about the age, but he proceeds to unroll it, and then do the unthinkable, he passes it around, and like, oh my goodness, we're going to destroy this thing, <laughs> it's going to be our fault, but he passes it around, and he starts to explain uh, the Hebrew that's written on the front and the back, the front was 
he said these are the blessings that are listed in Deuteronomy. And on the back, these are the curses. Yeah. I, I am blanking on that. I've read Deuteronomy, but that is not standing out to me. So um, returned home and, and uh, searched it out. And uh, so that, that has kind of been on my mind for the last three years of um, kind of trying to put something together. And so this is my attempt. Uh, another thing about this, this topic, uh, not too long ago, probably six months ago, I was approached by a, a good friend and uh, he was, he expressed concern over um, maybe uh, visual, like theology differences that he had seen in, in my family's life. And as, uh, as specifically pertains to, um, you know, eat, eating a clean diet or or keeping a, a Sabbath holy, or or uh, celebrating these festivals that weren't previously a, a part of our our lives growing up, and as he expressed concern, and, and I do appreciate he's a he's a good brother in Christ, and so I, I did appreciate him um, coming to me in this. And but one thing that stuck out was he asked, "Why why do you do this? Is this to so you will." Have more of a blessing, or and instantly I'm like, oh no no no, that that's not it because my my mind went to, you know the the prosperity gospel. The it's like you know you you do A you expect B, and but thinking about it more, so well, it it's pretty clear and and I hope I'm able to convey this tonight that that there are blessings in obeying God and and seeking Him and His Word. Um, and so that, that's what we're going to look at. So uh, Deuteronomy 8.2, And you shall remember all the ways which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, in order to humble you, putting you to the test, to know what is in your heart, whether you would keep his commands or not. And so something we see over and over in Scripture is, is how we are commanded to love and to fear God. And I, I really appreciated the, the messages that, that Logan and Noah gave um, this last spring and went to, to fear God and then to, to choose to follow Him. And so a few different verses, the Ecclesiastes 12, 13. The end of the matter, all has been heard, Fear God and keep his commands, for this is the whole duty of man. 1 John 5, 3, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and the commandments are not, and his commandments are not burdensome. So the consistent message through scripture is fear God, keep his commandments. Love God, keep his commandments. Okay, so, but if you're starting from scratch, what what are his commandments? What, what are we to do? Well, thanks to my buddy Charlton Heston, and we have a great example. They, God's commandments have been written in stone by the finger of God. And not just that, we don't only have the, um, 
the stone tablets to look at as the or as the Israelites did, but in Hebrews 10:16 10, 10, uh, says, "I will put my laws on their heart and write them in their minds." So in Deuteronomy 6 uh, verses 4 and 5, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. And, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. So in Deuteronomy 6, we see that we are commanded to love the Lord our God. Uh, but this is in a passive way, not just you know on the Sabbath when we're fellowshipping with other believers, uh, not just only when it's convenient. And, you know, you think, well, uh, maybe I'll, I'll sit down later and I'll, I'll pray or, or read my Bible if I have time. It, it's, uh, the Lord is very clear when he says he wants all our heart, soul, and strength. And we are to give to him off of the top, not just the leftover scraps of our time and resources and, action, and daily actions. Uh, but he he wants our first fruits, and in John fourteen, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So John fourteen states that Jesus, the Son of God, said that if we love him, we will obey him, and we will keep his commandments. In Deuteronomy ten twelve and thirteen, and now O Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you, but to fear the Lord? your God by walking in all his ways to love him, to serve the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord that I am giving you this day for your own good. So these commandments and statutes, his ordinances and the keeping thereof is for our good. These are given to us for our good. It's like, uh, it's just like the Sabbath is given to us for our own good, and the obedience is uh, a a blessing to us. Uh, so, you know, as, as parents, we give our children the law of the house, right, or or the the family rules. So, you know, things like do your chores, don't hit your brother, you know, set the table, don't play on the road, don't hide candy in your bed for a late night snack because you think daddy won't find out. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, so things like that. Hey, we, the truth just walked in. <laughs> uh, so we give these laws or rules for the good of our family and our household. Uh, and just as... Uh, just as with any law, there is a blessing with uh, keeping that law, with obeying, and but also a punishment when that law is broken. As we get into this book, we're going to see how God clearly and definitively lays out his law and the blessings and curses that come with obedience or lack thereof. Uh, so this being said, we will continue on in Deuteronomy 27, which is going to be a lot of the meat of this. Uh, where Moses addresses the people on uh, on wh what is to happen when they finally cross the Jordan and enter the to the Promised Land. We're gonna go analog on this. One more, let's do it.
What's that? Sure. Verse 1 through 8. Yeah. Please. Now Moses and the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep the whole commandment that I command you today. And on the day you cross over the Jordan to the land that the Lord your God has given you, you shall set up larger stones and plaster them with plaster. And you shall write on them all the words of this law when you cross over to enter the land that the Lord your God has given you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you. And when you have crossed over the Jordan, set up these stones concerning which I command you today on Mount Ebal, and you shall plaster them with plaster, and there you shall build an altar to the Lord your God, an altar of stones. You shall wield no iron tool on them. You shall build an altar to the Lord your God of uncut stones, and you shall offer burnt offerings on it to the Lord your God. And you shall sacrifice peace offerings, and shall eat there, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, and you shall write on the stones all the words of this law very plainly. Excellent. Thank you. And I just got him back, and it turns out inverting the color makes it disappear. So. Uh, all right. So, thanks, Jordan. So, uh, Moses and the elders, per God's instruction, uh, has laid out the action of the Israelites to complete once they cross the Jordan into the Promised Land. And so, I love this part because it is it is a huge visual teaching moment it is a participating it, it it is the entire nation of Israel splitting in half and climbing these two mountains and presenting the blessings and curses out loud as they follow along and respond i so this makes me think of, um, or reminds me of, what we see a lot in the the prophets. So you have uh, like Jeremiah, and how God commanded him not only share the word and tell the my people what what I have put on your heart to share, but he goes into physical actions. He he laid on his side for hundreds of days in. Um, in the number of days that uh, they were to to go into judgment, or he got instructed him to not only talk about how the the nation was going to go into bondage, but had him fashion an actual yoke to put on his shoulders. And so that is that is fantastic. It's not just a, a scroll or a book on the table to read and and to communicate, but it is it's a physical action it's a it's a good visual which which is fantastic to me so uh dropping down in verse 12 of 27 when you have crossed the jordan these shall stand on mount gerizim and bless the people simeon levi judah ishakar joseph and benjamin and these shall stand on mount ebal for the curse reuben gad asher zebulon Dan and Naphtali, and the Levites shall declare to all the men of Israel in a loud voice. All right, here's the participation. Whoa, yes. So when when the Levites presented God's word to the people, there was a return action. So 
verse 15, it starts with a curse and the describing a curse and the entire nation responded with amen. And so if I could get a good amen, so cursed be the man who makes a carved or cast metal image and an abomination to the Lord, a thing made by hands of a craftsman and sets it up in secret and all the people shall answer and say, Amen. Amen. Cursed, cursed be anyone who dishonors his father or his mother. Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who moves his neighbor's landmark. Amen. Cursed be anyone who misleads a blind man on the road. Amen. Cursed be anyone who per, uh, perverts the justice due to a sojourner and the fatherless and the widow. Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his father's wife because he has uncovered his father's nakedness. Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with any kind of animal. Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his sister, whether Amen. the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother. Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his mother-in-law. Cursed be anyone who strikes down his neighbor in secret. Amen. Cursed be anyone who takes a bribe to shed innocent blood. Amen. Cursed be anyone who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine two million plus people in on these two mountaintops and responding to this? How cemented in their memory this would be. I mean, that, that's what the text is saying pretty plainly, isn't it? They put half the tribes over here, half the tribes over there. Yep. And then the Levites are what, in the middle, just belting it out? I'm assuming in the middle. Maybe they had through the shofar. I don't. I don't know how that works. But so this was the the thing that Moses and the elders prescribed to the people, and we see it play out in real life in Joshua eight. Uh, at that time, Joshua built an altar to the Lord, the God of Israel, on Mount Ebal, just as Moses and the servants of the Lord had commanded the people of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses an altar of uncut stones upon which no man has wielded an iron tool. And they offered up burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. And there in the presence of the people of Israel, he wrote on the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he had written. And all Israel, and all Israel sojourners as well as native-born, with their elders and officers, and their judges stood on opposite sides of, of the ark before the Levitical priests, who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord, half, half of them in front of Mount Gerizim and half of them in front of Mount Ebal, just as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded at the first to bless the people of Israel. And afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessings and the curse, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses, Moses commanded that Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel, and the women and the, children, and the little ones and the sojourners who lived among them. So they were faithful to, to uh, complete this after they entered the promised land. This was without Moses, and um, 
it just I don't have a whole lot of commentary on it but but just it really stuck out to me that this was a great visual teaching moment uh, so we we heard a lot about the curses and this is just a a glimpse in chapter 27 because uh, next we're going to read about the blessings and more curses after that uh, so Deuteronomy 28 it, and if you faithfully obey so keyword and if if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God being careful to do all his commandments that I commanded you today the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God blessed shall be blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the in the field blessed shall you be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of the ground and the fruit of your cattle the fruit of your cattle the increase of your herds and the young of your flock blessed shall be your basket and your your kneading bowl blessed shall be blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and in all that you undertake, as he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So as we read the blessings, these sound wonderful, and they absolutely are, and we are reminded of the goodness of God and uh, his love towards us. Uh, as Psalm 86:15 says, But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Uh, and we read earlier in Deuteronomy 10 that, uh, that he gives us his laws for our own good. And that is exactly what we are seeing here. Uh, so, verse 9 shows us that it is our choice, and we saw that uh, at the beginning of verse 1, if you faithfully obey. In ver starting in verse 9, the Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself, and he has sworn to you, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall, they shall be afraid of you, and the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. In the fruit of your womb, in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your ground, within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open to you his, the Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall only go up and not down. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them, and if you do not turn aside from any of the words that I command you today, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. So we see over and over in here, it, it, if you keep my commands. 
and if you are careful not to to go astray uh, he's given us a choice if you choose to love God if you choose to serve him if we faithfully keep his commands well then he is showing us the blessing that comes from that if you choose to reject God if you choose to serve other gods or serve yourself it if you do not faithfully keep his commandments, well, then we're, we're into the curses. Um, so right away, we see the antithesis of some of the blessings, almost word for word. Uh, but Starting at 15, but if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses shall be upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the field. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of the ground, the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusions, and frustrations in all that you undertake to do until you are destroyed and perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds. Because you have forsaken me, the Lord will make the pestilence stick to you until he has consumed you off the land that you are entering to take possession of it. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease and with fever, inflammation and fiery heat, and with drought and with blight and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. And the heavens over your head shall be bronze, and the earth under, your, under you shall be iron. The Lord will make the rain on your land powder. From, heavens, from heaven dust shall come down on you until you are destroyed. So, like I said, almost word for word uh, in the beginning there, it is the exact opposite of the blessings. And it goes on for the next 20 verses in a horrific dis depiction of not only the lack of blessing, uh, but the judgment upon lawlessness. So as we see the sharp contrast of, of these two sections, uh, we have to remember that the goodness of God cannot be separated from the severity of his wrath. Uh, he, is, he is a loving God and... Thankfully, he is a just God. Uh, Romans one twenty two. Note then the kindness and severity of God. Severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness, otherwise you too will be cut off. So I really appreciated how Matthew Henry's commentary um, put this. It There's... A lot of descriptives that uh, that I couldn't have came up with myself. Um, so, speaking of the the curses in uh, after verse fifteen, it, if we do not keep God's commandments, we not only come short of the blessings promised, but we lay ourselves under the curse, which includes all misery, as the blessings all happiness. Observe the justice of this curse. It is not a curse causeless or from or for some light cause the extent and power of the curse wherever the sinner goes 
The curse of God follows. Wherever he is, it rests upon him. Whatever he is un whatever he has is under a curse. All his enjoyments are made bitter. He cannot take any true comfort in them. For the wrath of God mixes itself with them. Many judgments are here stated which would be the fruits of the curse and with God and with which God would punish the people of, of the Jews for their uh, apostasy and disobedience. We may observe the fulfilling of these threatenings in their present state. To complete their misery, it is, a, it is threatened that by these troubles they should be bereaved of all comfort and hope and left to utter despair. Those who walk by sight and not by faith are in danger of losing reason itself when everything about them looks frightful. So that last part, those who walk by sight and not by faith are in danger of losing reason itself. Um, that just struck me. We are, to, we are to be obedient in faith. So God has given us his law and his commands and that we are to do those out of a faith and a, a love for him. So Jesus, in, here in closing, John 14, 23, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. In John fifteen ten, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. In 1 John 2, 3, By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. And well, there's a lot of New Testament verses talking about people. There does seem to be a lot of <laughs> John's and, and Judah's a really good one too. Um so in closing and Noah, you actually had this verse in your presentation um, a couple months ago. And Deuteronomy thirty, nineteen and twenty. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today, that I have set before you life and death blessing and curse therefore choose life that you that you and your offspring may live Lo loving the lord your god obeying his voice and holding fast to him for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the lord swore to your fathers abraham isaac and jacob to give to them so in closing we we are commanded to love and fear god and if we love and fear him, uh, we will serve and obey him. And doing his will and obeying his laws. Um, so that's what I have. I'm going to close in prayer. And I finished about 35 minutes short of contractually obligated. But <laughs> we'll fill in. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we do love you. And... Uh, we do desire to serve you. And Lord, please uh, impress upon us, uh, on our hearts, your will and your, your desires that, um, that, we would, that we would serve you, that we would honor you, not only uh, at home, in our families, but in our actions, in, in 
our daily lives and that we would show uh, your light to others in how we live and not just our actions, but that we would be boldly proclaiming your word and salvation through your son. And Lord, I uh, just that I thank you for your son, for your uh, sacrifice and for what Jesus did for us on the cross and how we can have new life and have life that that reflects you in in all of our ways. So just ask uh, you would bless the rest of our evening and um, I ask this in your son's name. Amen.